Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Fourth and Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. I'm Jana, and the Sherpa is conspicuously absent tonight. Unfortunately, uh, we tried to air this as usual yesterday on Wednesdays at our normal time. I know you guys hate when we mess with consistency, but Blog Talk Radio had other uh, ideas. The servers were down, and thus. Sherpa and I were not able to get a show out to you. So, unfortunately, he had other places he was obligated to be tonight. Uh, So, you're stuck with just me for the hour. We've got all kinds of good stuff. Don't worry. I've got all of Sherpa's picks and predictions here, too. So, you know, take those with a grain of salt. We'll see what we get. Uh, I'm sure there will still be some arguing. Even without him here, he manages to disagree with me. It's an incredible trait. But... You know, after nine years and 170 episodes, he probably needed a break from me, so we can't really fault him for that. Uh, But we do have a lot going on in the NFL this week. Obviously, congratulations to all of those who are still playing in your fantasy football playoffs. You've made it to the Final Four. You're in the semifinals. Life is good. Now you have the terrifying prospect of the amount of injuries that have come this week. You've got running backs, quarterbacks, wide receivers. Everybody is forsaking you. Don't worry, we've got you covered on the waiver wire. We've got all your predictions, your news and notes, who's in, who's out, and, of course, score predictions for the week, and your daily fantasy picks. So we've got everything you could possibly need. But in the meantime, let's start with everybody's favorite part of the show, the injury report. Um, So starting with tonight, you've already got Melvin Gordon out with that knee injury. He was going to try to play. If this game had been on Sunday this week, he probably would have been fine. But we're just at the very tail end of week two on a two- to four-week knee injury, so it was kind of pushing it. On the flip side, uh, Austin Eckler also not playing. So all of a sudden, the running backs on both sides of the ball, very depleted. Austin Eckler apparently can't really turn his head. His neck's all messed up. He's still in concussion protocol. Things are not great there. Um, but on the good the good news for the Chiefs, Tyree Kill is going to play. He had that heel injury last week that looks bad. He had some ominous tweets he put out this week. But don't worry, guys. He's out there. Fantasy lineups are safe. Uh, who is not safe and out there, unfortunately, is Pierre Garçon of the 49ers. They've finally thrown in the proverbial towel here. He's just not going to make it onto the field this, this season. It's I've been waiting. He's stashed on some of my teams, but it just wasn't going to be. Um, James Conner looks like he's going to play for the Steelers this week. It's going to be touch and go. That's going to go down to really game time. It's really going to depend on testing that knee pregame or that ankle. I'm sorry, but keep an eye on that. Have a plan B, um, but hopefully fingers crossed should be good to go there. Joe Flacco is going to be active this week for the Ravens, but Lamar Jackson is still going to be your starter. Um, Joe Flacco is reportedly disappointed. I would be too. You shouldn't lose your job to injury, but Hey, I mean, that's how we got Tom Brady. So it's not always bad. Lamar Jackson's doing fine, but it's going to be a more interesting dynamic having Joe Flacco healthy, active on the bench behind you. I guess RG3 is not putting quite the same fear into you that Joe Flacco is. He only won a Super Bowl, no big deal. But um, something to note for that Ravens game, going to be an interesting undertone. The Eagles put Corey Clement on IR this week. He's done for the year. Carson Wentz, it looks like, is probably going to get shut down as well. What started as back spasms has now morphed into, oh, maybe he actually has a fracture in the vertebrae in his back. Um, Mathematically, the Eagles are not out of this. Is it tough to make the playoffs? Yes. Is it tough to win that division? Oh, absolutely. But 
Nick Foley and Dynamite's waiting in the wings. He is the one who, in fact, got you your Super Bowl last year. You all have forgotten that so quickly. But uh, Nick Foles is going to play this week and probably the remainder of the season. Uh, there's really no reason to push Carson Wentz when you have a Super Bowl-winning quarterback on your bench who is incredibly capable, but we'll get to that later when we talk about game predictions. Um, C.J. Anderson was waived by the Raiders just a week after they signed him. Confusing, but... So are a lot of things the Raiders are doing, like winning a game and then firing your general manager the next day. I'm not really sure what's going on. Neither do they. It doesn't look like they have somewhere to play next year, so that'll be interesting, but we'll get to that. Um, and so let's just take a look. We'll break it down division by division. Out in Buffalo, LaShawn McCoy left the game last week. He's not practicing due to that hamstring injury that he suffered uh, during the game against the Jets. They're, quote, taking it one day at a time. Well, so am I, LaShawn McCoy. But it looks like he's on track to play this week. Uh, Chris Ivory, however, did practice in full. Uh, he's got a shoulder injury. He would be the guy if LaShawn McCoy can't go. Even if LaShawn McCoy can go, it's not the best matchup in the world. He doesn't have a track record of staying incredibly healthy in games. So Chris Ivory might not be the worst idea ever. Not the best either. You've got better options. We'll get to that on the waiver wire in a minute. Um, Ryan Tannehill got banged up pretty good last week. Uh, it looks like he's going to be fine with that knee injury to play this week uh, against the Vikings, barring some kind of setback. But so far, so good in practice. He's been limited. It's been heavily taped up, but, you know, it's fine. His mobility, probably not the best. And going against that defense, I'm not sure that's the best recipe for success, but he's going to be out there, and I think that's going to be all right. Uh, in New England, Tom Brady is dealing with the knee injury. This is the new shoulder injury that kept him on the injury report for four years. He's going to be fine. He's going to play. Rob Gronkowski is dealing with a back injury and, uh, you know, just a lot of shame after being the one who gave up the miracle at the Hard Rock Stadium last week. Again, we'll talk about that in a few minutes. They're both going to play. Tight end Dwayne Allen um, is looking like he probably is not going to play this week. He hasn't played in the last three weeks at knee injury. It still doesn't look great, but he's got a chance come Sunday. So keep an eye on that. I don't think you need to be starting him, but for a blocking perspective, he's pretty useful. Out in New York, uh, Jets running back Isaiah Crowell is not going to play this week with a toe injury. So Elijah McGuire is going to be your guy there. Um, Quincy Nunwa still dealing with that ankle injury, but it looks like he's going to be out on the field. Robbie Anderson, however, doing much better with his ankle injury. So if he had to pick one of those wide receivers, I'd probably go Anderson. In Baltimore, like we talked about, Joe Flacco is going to be healthy this week. Uh, he's your guy there. Their defense and their secondary is a little banged up, but uh, it looks like they're going to be okay. So fingers crossed. Ravens fans, I know, are hoping for an upset this week, so we shall see. In Cincinnati, obviously, there's a whole lot of guys in the injury report. The biggest names there are all your defensive players, so they're really still struggling. Vontez Perfect and Drake Kirkpatrick are still out, so they're going to be very shorthanded on both sides of the ball. In Pittsburgh, uh, James Conner still trying to work his way back. He didn't practice on Wednesday. That high ankle sprain is something that could take up to four weeks to heal. He's really trying to get out this week. Uh, he and Ben Roethlisberger, who are dealing with a shoulder injury, they're both calling them questionable. Ben will be on the field. Connor, like I said, is going to go down to game time. In Houston, wide receiver Kiki Kute hasn't played in a couple of weeks with that hamstring injury, but it looks like this might be the week. I think he's going to get out there on Saturday against the Jets, uh, and it's just they need it. They need it bad. DeAndre Carter left with a concussion last week. He's still in the concussion protocol, and they really don't look good when you have to put your third quarterback, old Joe Webb, remember him? 
He was playing receiver by the end of the game in Houston. That's not what you would have happen. That is not how you drew it up. So they're hoping Kute is going to be able to get on the field. In Indianapolis, T.Y. Hilton did not practice. He hasn't practiced on Wednesdays for the majority of the season. Don't panic. He's got an ankle injury. He did leave briefly uh, last week against Houston, but he's going to be on the field this week when they play the Cowboys. We'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> um, in Tennessee, Jonu Smith was put on IR, and uh, so it looks like Anthony Fersker is going to be your guy. We'll talk about him a little bit more later. Uh, Tajay Sharp at wide receiver aggravated his ankle injury. He's been dealing with that since week nine. Uh, he did practice. He was limited, but he was out there. He says he's doing okay. Barring a setback, he should be on the field this weekend. Cortland Sutton in Denver was limited at practice on both Tuesday and Wednesday, dealing with a thigh injury. They're playing one of the Saturday games this week, so he's got a day left, a day left to get healthy. Um, but it looks like he's going to be out there. I, he's not going to be 100%, and quite frankly, this is not the highest scoring matchup in the world. So it may not be in your best interest to not put him in your lineup. Again, we'll get there. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, obviously, on IR. Demarius Thomas is gone. Cortland Sutton is supposed to be the guy, but he's not healthy. So wide receiver-wise in Denver, it's a little bleak right now. In Kansas City, we talked about Spencer Ware not playing tonight. Damian Williams is your guy for the Chiefs. Um, they kept him at the start of the season because he was such a good receiver out of the backfield, but now he's now he's the guy. Hopefully Spencer Ware is back next week. Also, you've got Charkandrick West. Um, he just came back last week, so I wouldn't expect him to cut too much into Williams' carries, uh, so I would start him without a problem. Melvin Gordon, like I said, not playing this week, but they're hopeful next week he should be fine. He's, he's moving around at practice. He's out there on the stationary bike. He's actually looking pretty good for a guy who's got a sprained knee. All things considered, I think you should be able to pencil him in your lineup next week. In Dallas, Ezekiel Elliott left uh, briefly. He had got a shoulder taped up during the game last week. Um, with that shoulder injury, he got an extra day off. It's more for rest and maintenance. He's going to be fine come Sunday. And Sean Lee actually got back to practice for the first time in over a month. It looks like he's got a chance at playing this week against the Colts, not at full strength. He's not going to be out there the whole time. But, hey, we will take what we can get. In New York, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, is not practicing because of a calf injury, but he did he did a little bit. He was around. He says he's getting better. He didn't play last week. Looks like he's trending in the right direction. And uh, in Washington, it's really just the walking wounded. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to be a Redskins fan right now, but receiver Josh Doxson still in the concussion protocol. He did not. He is not looking great to play this week, but that is certainly going to go down to really to Sunday. So keep an eye on it. Um, it's just things aren't good in <laughs> Washington. It looks like Jordan Reed's not going to be out. Uh, is not going to play this week. Uh, he sprained his big toe. So uh, they certainly need guys who can get out there and catch the ball. It's not, I mean, Josh Johnson and or Mark Sanchez are going to be the ones throwing to them. Um, so I'm not seeing a ton of fantasy value there. But for those in, in deeper leagues or you're desperate, Josh Johnson's got a chance. <laughs> in uh, Detroit, there are uh, still a lot of injuries, still a lot of bad feelings. But not Stafford's still on your injury report with a back injury. He's fine. He's going to play. Carry on Johnson with his knee injury. Still not practicing. It doesn't look good for this week. So it looks like it's going to be the LeGarrette Blunt and Zach Zenner show again. Uh, and wide receiver Bruce Ellington, still dealing with that hamstring injury, didn't practice on Wednesday. 
Um, so it's it's touch and go how he's going to do. They're waiting to see. Keep an eye on C.O. Riddick, who could be kind of a sleeper pick here out of the backfield. He's got great hands, and all of a sudden, when you're down so many receivers, he's going to see a lot more carries. You're going to see more two running back sets. It could be an interesting thing. Uh, in Minnesota, you're still dealing with uh, a lot of guys banged up, mostly defensive players here dealing with concussions, a couple of hamstring injuries, but everybody's been on the practice field, so it looks like they're getting healthier, and they're hoping to uh, stay that way coming through the week. In Atlanta, Julio Jones didn't practice, but that's because it's Wednesday. <laughs> Never practices on Wednesday. He's going to be banged up, so he'll be out there. Don't worry. Uh, he was listed with a foot and calf injury this week. It seems like the foot's probably the bigger deal. He scored two touchdowns last week. I think he'll be fine. Uh, in uh, <laughs> in Tampa Bay, the Deshaun Jackson saga continues. He's still not practicing with that thumb injury. Still seeing specialists. Nobody really knows what's going on. I think himself included. I wouldn't pencil him in your lineup this week. In Arizona, running back David Johnson did not practice on Wednesday with a quad injury. He will be fine coming into this week. If for some reason he suffers a setback, Chase Edmonds would get the start in Arizona, uh, and he would be your guy. And then in Los Angeles, the Rams put Malcolm Brown on IR. So unfortunately, if you'd picked him up on the waiver wire, time to let him go. It looks like they're going to be pretty healthy coming into this game this week against the Eagles, which is big for both teams. And so we finally, finally finished the end of the injury report here. Uh, as far as waiver wire ads, there are some interesting options this week. At running back, like I said, you've got some injuries. You've got some holes to fill. Ido Smith in, in Atlanta and Royce Freeman in Denver, probably my two favorites. I really like Ido Smith, um, and I think there's a chance for that to be a higher-scoring game. Jalen Richard in Oakland, Giovanni Bernard in Cincinnati, and Kenneth Dixon in Baltimore. Again, a lot of moving parts in Baltimore, so you're not really sure what you're going to get, but um, Dixon could be a good add for you. At uh, wide receiver, Robert Foster in Buffalo. Interesting, a lot of these Buffalo receivers are kind of finally finding themselves. Josh Allen seems to think he's a running back, but he's still throwing the ball a little bit. Um, we'll talk about some of the uh, the Buffalo guys here later when we go through game picks. Uh, also, Curtis Samuel in Carolina. Again, somebody's got to catch the ball there. Muhammad Sanu in Atlanta, D.D. Westbrook, Marquise Goodwin, Traquan Smith, Taylor Gabriel, Anthony Miller, and David Moore out in Seattle. All good options there. At quarterback, Lamar Jackson, if he's still out on your waiver wire, he's getting the start this week. Don't be alarmed that he left the game briefly. He'll be okay. Um, Nick Foles in Philadelphia, I can't sing the praises of that idea enough. Again, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. Marcus Mariota in Tennessee has got a good matchup here. Derek Carr uh, inexplicably won last week, and it looks like he could be putting up some more points this week. Case Keenum in Denver and Josh Rosen in Arizona. Shocker, Sherpa did not put Josh Allen on his list. I would put him on mine, though. <laughs> and since he's not here to refute it, we're going to go with it. Um, but Josh Allen, he's been running. He's been running the ball. There's some things happening. Anyway, I digress. At tight end, uh, like I talked about, Johnny Smith went on IR for the Titans. So Anthony Fersker is a really good option, a good matchup this week. Blake Jarwin in Dallas. All of a sudden, somebody's got to catch the ball. A lot of walking wounded at the tight end position, and he had himself a pretty nice game last week. Ben Watson in New Orleans, C.J. Usman in Cincinnati, Chris Herndon with the Jets, and Dallas Goddard in Philadelphia. Again, made some noise last week, so, hey, might as well ride that while you can. And obviously having a backup quarterback come in, if you've listened to the show at all over the last nine years, 
you know I love a good tight end matchup when you have a second-string quarterback coming in. And those number three and four receivers, you're going to see that value go up. So let's take a look at the positions. We'll start where we always do, at running back. Uh, First off, we'll start with Sherpa's picks. His number one running back this week, Alvin Kamara. Uh, Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, which might actually be the highest he's he's ranked Saquon Barkley this season, all the way up at three. I like it. Ezekiel Elliott, Lamar Miller, Jordan Howard, Dalvin Cook, Sony Michelle, Ido Smith. Holy moly, Ido Smith in your top ten. That is madness. Uh, and Philip Lindsay, uh, followed by uh, Justin Jackson without Melvin Gordon, obviously, and Derrick Henry, who he had himself a monster night last week, four touchdowns on a Thursday night football game. Obviously, I'm not a fan of Thursday night games because there's too much chaos and madness. They're real hard to predict. They're usually lower scoring until this season, which blew that theory to hell. But you just there's no way you could have predicted, and I'm pretty sure I told you to avoid Derrick Henry last week, and I will absolutely own up to that. But there's no way you could have predicted that he was going to put up 244 all-purpose yards and score four touchdowns. That's just insanity. Nobody saw that coming. He's not doing that this week but I think he's probably going to see the rock a little bit more than they were planning to before last week. So for what you will take that. Um, but geez, Eo Smith. Okay. All right. I, I don't get it, but that's okay. We'll get there. Clearly we're going to see that Atlanta game a little differently. I'm not mad about it, but I'm just confused. Um, so I've got Todd Gurley uh, first overall on my list, followed by Saquon Barkley Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara coming in at five on my list. He was one for Sherpa. I've got Joe Mixon at six, Leonard Fournette, who perhaps he could stop fighting people and yelling at fans because I'm terrified he's going to get ejected from a game again. But matchup against the Redskins is real juicy. I'm all over it. Uh, Nick Chubb, Philip Lindsay, and David Johnson rounding out my top ten. I've got Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones on the outside looking in. As far as the avoid list, what a surprise. We've got a couple of uh, overlaps here on players I like and Sherpa doesn't. What a shock. Top of his avoid list, one Leonard Fournette. Probably for the aforementioned fighting and trying to fight fans, it's not a great look. But he did not try to kill a referee, which we did see. So, you know, he's got that going for him, I guess. LaShawn McCoy is on his avoid list and mine as well. Uh, like I said, he's banged up. It's not a great matchup. And even if he gets on the field... I don't anticipate him surviving a whole game. Uh, Nick Chubb, who's on my start list, coming in at number eight, even against a tough Denver defense, he's got on his avoid list, followed by Isaiah Crowell, who we now know uh, is not going to play this week with that toe injury. Elijah McGuire, also on his avoid list. Adrian Peterson, Chris Thompson, Aaron Jones, Jeffrey Wilson, and Josh Adams. So clearly I disagree with uh, about half of this list, which is fine. Um, I, I can get on board with Chris Thompson. I'm not sure I want to put Adrian Peterson on my avoid list. He kind of makes that no man's land for me. I do, however, uh, want to add to that list Kenyon Drake, uh, Je- Jeff Wilson in San Francisco, who's a hot waiver wire pickup for a lot of people. Um, you'll also hear a lot of people telling you that he's going to be a really good DFS pick this week because the value is there. I'm just worried matchup-wise against the Seattle defense. I know they're not the Seattle defense of old, um, but eh. Doesn't look good to me. Um, TJ Yeldon, Frank Gore, Edo Smith was on my avoid list. Elijah McGuire, we've got some overlap there. Uh, Kenneth Dixon's on my avoid list. Rashad Perry, Penny, Mike Davis, I don't want to mess around with the Seattle running backs. Uh, and LeGarrette Blunt also on my avoid list. So 
Eh, we'll see. So far, so far we're holding court even without Sherpa here. Still not agreeing on a lot of stuff. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So at wide receiver, I'll go first. Let's see what happens with these lists. I've got Michael Thompson and Keenan Allen at one and one A on my list, followed by Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh. I think that game might be a bit of a track meet. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams rounding out my top five. Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham Jr., and Tyree Kill. Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Amari Cooper just on the outside looking in. T.Y. Hilton as well. I think there are going to be some pass yards in that, that Cowboys-Colts game, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Also worth noting, Adam Thielen is just the fourth player in NFL history to go undrafted and have 100 receptions in the season after last week. And Man, has that guy made something out of nothing. He's got a great story. If you haven't seen any of the specials they've done on him, just just pause the show now. Go watch him. He's an incredible human being and a really good football player. I'm not even a Vikings fan, but, geez, it's fun to watch him play football. So Sherpa's top 10 to start. He's got Tyreek Hill, even with that banged-up heel, on top of his list, followed by Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, Odell Beckham Jr. coming in at six on his list, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Seth Roberts, Stephon Diggs, and then he's got Julio Jones and David Moore rounding out. So, again, I think we're seeing some of these games a little bit differently, and that's okay. I'm intrigued to see. I did not look ahead of time at what his scores and predictions are, so this will be fun. We'll do that together in a few minutes. Uh, on his avoid list, he's got Devontae Adams at the top of the list, followed by Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate. Manny is hating on some Eagles this week. <laughs> Jarvis Landry, Marquise Goodwin, Quincy Inunua, D.D. Westbrook, Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxson, Zay Jones, and Robert Foster. So pretty much anybody that was on the waiver wire pickup list is now on Sherpa's avoid list, more or less. <laughs> I don't agree with all of these. I actually would not put Alshon Jeffrey and Golden Tate on my list personally. Um, because I I have a lot more belief in one Nick Foley and Dynamite and uh, the Eagles prospects and it sounds like the Sherpa does. Um, but, you know, typical Giants fan, what are you going to do? Um, I do have Mohamed Sanu and Sterling Shepard as well as D.D. Westbrook on my list, Demarius Thomas, uh, Taylor Gabriel, Zay Jones, Tim Patrick, Michael Crabtree, and Mike Williams. Also John Brown in Baltimore. So it's going to be interesting. I said, I really want to see how uh, these game picks shake out here. At quarterback, Patrick Mahomes at the top of both of our lists. Spoiler alert, but we'll start start with Sherpas. Um, Drew Brees at number two for him, followed by Jared Goff, Deshaun Watson, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, Matt Ryan, and Eli Manning. Also, I think the highest he's rated Eli Manning all season. This is exciting times, people. Um, holy moly, I just looked at his avoid list. We'll get there in a second. I got real beef with this. <laughs> I've got Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list, followed by Jared Goff, Drew Brees, uh, Cam Newton, Philip Rivers, and Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck, and Matt Ryan, uh, and Deshaun Watson rounding out my top 10. I've got Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers just outside looking in. Sherpa, however, does not see this quite as advantageously as I do. He's got Aaron Rodgers at the top of his avoid list, which just, what a terrible human. <laughs> he also has Nick Foles on his avoid list, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Cody Kessler, Nick Mullins, Josh Allen, and the dueling doubler of Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson. Like, who knows who's going to play quarterback for the Redskins this week, and whoever it is is not going to stay in the game all that long. Um, I think Mark Sanchez is due to step out of his shower and break his leg any minute now at the rate, the half-life of, of Redskins quarterbacks is right now. It's just, he can't survive much longer. There's just 
statistically it's impossible. Um, wow, that is that is an aggressive avoid list. Uh, clearly, I don't agree with a lot of this. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Nick Foles, I'm I'm much higher on. Clearly, I think we see this Eagles game way differently. Uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield, what a surprise there. Nick Mullins, I I would rank higher than than straight up bottom of avoid list. Um, but Derek Carr, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jameis Winston, Mitchell Trubisky, uh, they're they're certainly all on my avoid list. I'm I am legitimately worried about this Lamar Jackson and Joe Flacco deal. I think this is just a really weird vibe that doesn't need to happen. But I mean, maybe maybe the Ravens have have an idea of what they're doing, and you know that's okay. They do run an NFL team, and they didn't ask me, which bad idea on their part. But what are you gonna do? So let's look at tight ends. Uh, obviously, a banged up bunch, but we'll start with uh, the top 10, my side of things. I've got Travis Kelsey decidedly at the top of my list, loving the matchup this week. Zach Ertz at two, George Kittle at three. Can we also just stop for a second? I'm I'm upset that Sherpa is not here on the show because last night he could have rubbed this in his face in a major way. We, just, we definitely had an argument about George Kittle and whether or not he... <laughs> was overranked on my list versus his avoid list. And I'd just like to say George Kittle was an absolute beast last week. So maybe maybe stick with me on this George Kittle thing. I think he's going to have another big week this week. Eric Ebron and Rob Gronkowski rounding out my top five uh, with Jared Cook, Austin Hooper, Jimmy Graham, Cameron Brait, and Kyle Rudolph rounding out the top ten. David and Joku just outside looking in. And Sherpa's got a, a little bit different of a list. That's okay. We'll we'll keep him around. Some of these are good. Uh, Travis Kelsey at the top of his list. Evan Ingram at two. Um, spoiler alert here, George Kittle not going to appear on the uh, start list for Sherpa. <laughs> He's got Rob Kronkowski at three. Antonio Gates, I just he, just, he keeps aging. He keeps producing. It's a beautiful thing. Ryan Griffin at five. Jared Cook, Kyle Rudolph, Ben Watson, Blake Jarwin, a little Cowboys love there. That's nice. Austin Hooper, and then Trey Burton and Gerald Everett just outside the top 10. Right away, I've got beef with his avoid list. Let's just go through it now because it's it's just sheer madness. George Kittle at the top of his avoid list again. So much beef with this. Zach Ertz is number two on his avoid list. This is a terrible list. Jimmy Graham also on his avoid list. Jordan Reed, that's okay. He's He's, I mean, I can't believe he lasted this long of a season. Charles Clay, I don't know if I that one either. I know he's never healthy, but the Bills are not doing terrible things right now. David Njoku, again, Chris Herndon. So Chris Herndon is the – Jordan Reed are the only people I agree with on this list. Um, I'm, not on, I'm not on board. Uh, Gerald Everett, who was just outside his top ten, is at the top of my avoid list. I wasn't as excited about Antonio Gates or Jesse James. DJ Uzma, Trey Burton, and Vance McDonald all on my avoid list, as well as Ben Watson. Uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. Clearly, we're not seeing this eye to eye. We're, these game picks are not going to go great. I'll tell you that right now. Not a lot of overlap is what it sounds like. Uh, for defenses, Sherpa's got Houston at the top of his list, Denver, uh, Jacksonville, Washington, Detroit, Chicago, Seattle, the Rams, Buffalo, and Minnesota. I don't have a ton, a ton of beef with that. I've got Houston, Jacksonville, Chicago, Minnesota, Baltimore, Buffalo, the Rams, uh, Falcons, Titans, and Seahawks with Denver just outside my top ten. His avoid list, uh, the Chargers, the Jets, 
Cincinnati, Tennessee, Indianapolis, San Francisco, uh, the Steelers, Eagles, and uh, Carolina. So, again, I think we're seeing these game picks a little differently. Uh, I I would also throw the Giants, the Packers, uh, even – I've got the Chiefs on my avoid list this week. There is uh, – Eric Berry is going to be back this week. I'm pretty fired up about that. Um, that's not going to do you a whole lot of good fantasy-wise, but it's nice to have him back on the field after essentially almost two seasons. Uh, I also have the Cardinals and Colts on my avoid list as well as the Cowboys. Uh, I think I might be a little more pessimistic about this Cowboys game than Sherpa is. Um, but let's let's dive into that. Let's get a little crazy and look at these game picks. Uh, so don't forget, obviously, it's Thursday now. The Thursday night game's airing. So, like, take this with a grain of salt. Obviously, a couple weeks ago when we did this, did this during the Steelers game, they'd already scored more points than I predicted, so that was not a great look. But so far, we're okay. Uh, there's also two Saturday games this week as well as Sunday. So if you do your math right, that's four out of seven days we're getting football this week. It's a good week. So let's take a look at game picks. First things first, Thursday night football. Like I said, this is my least favorite game of the week, which is a crapshoot trying to predict it. I'm taking the Chargers in a mini upset here against the Chiefs. I've got them winning 31-28. Sherpa actually has the Chiefs winning by quite a margin, 38-27. I just think that there's something magical going on with this Chargers team right now. I know it's December. I know things normally get weird historically with with the Chargers now, but... I think they've got a chance of going into Kansas City, who is very beat up. They're on their millionth running back of the season. Ty- Tyreek Hill is not healthy. Patrick Mahomes has looked mortal last week through some picks. I mean, it's possible. He and Jared Goff can, in fact, be beaten. We'll get to that. So right away, we're already disagreeing. So things are as expected. <laughs> For our Saturday games, we have a late afternoon 4.30 affair. Uh, Houston going to the New York Jets. I got to be honest, it's not my favorite game. If I had to watch one game out of this weekend, out of that Sunday matchup, it would it would not be this one. Um, I've got Houston winning 28-20 in not the prettiest game ever. Obviously, the Jets beat up. Houston beat up. Uh, Sherp is a little more optimistic about their prospects. He's got the Texans winning 31-21. Again, there's some fantasy value to be had here. Not a lot in the way of wide receivers, but the defense is probably both good starts. And then in our Saturday night game, one I'm intrigued about, less so it looks like Sherpa, but uh, <laughs> uh, I have uh, Cleveland in a, a mini upset here going into Denver in December, coming away with a field goal win, 24-21 over the Broncos and the vaunted defense. The Broncos have looked better. They've won some games they probably had no business winning, and that's kept them around and relevant. Really all it's kind of done is hurt their draft position come, you know, next season, come April. But Sherpa has uh, the Broncos winning 27-21. Listen, I like the Broncos. I like this team. They have a lot of talent. They should be better than they are. But this Cleveland team, there's just something that happens. I think Baker Mayfield is going to look better. I think he's going to run the ball a little bit. And like I said, before, last week, if you listen to the show, just throwing bombs all day to Jarvis Landry and Antonio Callaway, and it just it worked. It happened. It was a beautiful thing. Look for Nick Chubb to still do uh, make some noise here and some fantasy points for you against that Denver defense. They're going to find a way. He can, in fact, also catch the ball out of the backfield, so don't forget that in your PPR leagues. Going to the Sunday slate, or early games, as I like to think of them since I'm from the West Coast, the morning games. You've got Miami at Minnesota to start things off. This would have been a very different game 
maybe in the first three weeks of the season when these teams were younger, they were full of hope, things were better. Miami was the top of the division. Minnesota looked like world beaters still. The Kirk Cousins shine hadn't worn off yet. Um, but, again, two beat-up teams. Minnesota's healthier. They're at home. I think that gives them the edge. I've got the Vikings winning this 30-20. to 20. Um, So, Miami sticks around. I think their defense, it, it's going to have a tough time. They're going to keep Miami in this, and I think they're probably going to score one of these touchdowns. Um, but the Minnesota defense is going to be able to stymie an offense that is beat up. Brian Tannehill does not have great mobility. Their running backs are all beat up. It's not a good look. Um, Sherpa, however, seems a little closer than I do. Uh, he's got Minnesota winning 28-24, so at least we agree on the outcome. The score, perhaps a little different. Going to the second game of the day, this was easily the hardest thing to pick. I stared at this sheet for probably a good 20 minutes going back and forth and trying to figure out how to even justify a score. This is my least favorite game I want to watch this week. Um, and clearly in the 1 o'clock hour, there's a different game I'll be watching, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, I'm I'm going with Oakland to pull out the the second victory in a row. I didn't think we'd be saying this, but here they're going to put together a mini win streak. They're going to win 28-27. Some fourth quarter Derek Carr heroics are on the horizon, so get excited for that. Sherpa has this as a less heroic victory, but he's also taking Oakland to win 31-24. This Cincinnati team is a mess, I think, to put it lightly. Oakland, not, not much better shape. Like I said, they won a game and then promptly fired their general manager. Like, it doesn't even make sense. Um, they're essentially homeless for next year. Things are not going great. Uh, but as a Cowboys fan, I will happily send them a thank you card when we make the playoffs, and that's knocking on wood a big, big if um, because the John Gruden decided to blow that team up and we were the winner of the Amari Cooper sweepstakes, which has been paying off handsomely. So I'll take it. Um, and for that, I will grant you a win this week, Oakland. You're welcome. Going to Sharpest favorite game of the week is Giants hosting Tennessee. Um, it's going to be cold probably going to be raining. This is not going to be pretty. Uh, Sherpa's got the Giants pulling this out 31-27 over the Titans. I see this a little differently. Normally, I'm the one saying the Giants have a chance, and I love what's happening with Saquon Barkley. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be back. They have some good things going, but I am always and always will be a sympathizer and apologist for Marcus Mariota, the aforementioned Mariota Cart. Uh, teams are doing rather well in the playoffs. We're going to stick with it. We're going to stick with our guy, and I'm taking the Titans to win this 27-21. I think this will be a pretty good game to watch. It just might be a little messy, and it's certainly going to be cold. So I, I'm less optimistic about as much scoring as a sharp is, but we'll see what happens. Going to another NFC East team, you've got the Redskins visiting the Jaguars. Again, a game that would have been a lot more interesting six weeks ago um, when they were healthier, when you had some idea who's playing quarterback for either of these teams at any moment, and maybe their running backs weren't fighting people. But we'll see. Um, we actually picked almost the same score here. I've got Jacksonville winning 21-16 over the Redskins. He's got 21-17, so like, we're actually going to agree on one. Straight up. Feels weird. Uh, <laughs> and going to my game of the weekend, the Cowboys going to Indianapolis. If Dallas wins, they will clinch the division. Um, ominous foreshadowing there, I say if. I actually have the Cowboys losing this one 27-24. I think that 
I, I'm pessimistic. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Things have been going too well. Things amongst the division have been going too much in our favor. I just, this is the, as college football fans like to think of it, the aforementioned trap game. The one you're looking ahead on the schedule, like, ah, oh, we got this. It's Indianapolis. They don't really have much of a defense, but like, hold on, guys. Andrew Luck still their quarterback, and he can throw forever. They'll throw the ball 55 times without a problem. He's got that fierce neck beard, which, as we know from playing, paying Kyle Lorton $5 million a year to do nothing but grow a neck beard and be a backup quarterback, that's a real strong skill set, especially with a quarterback with an arm like that. It worries me a little bit. Dallas going on the road. I think they're going to lose. By a field goal, I'm I'm just concerned that the offense can't keep up with Andrew Luck. It'd be nice to have Sean Lee back. Um, I'm not sure if that messes up the rhythm of the defense a little bit. Lee Van Der Esch has been great. I have a lot of concerns about this. As a Cowboys fan, you stay fearful. It's your default setting. It's the only way to be. Um, so I'm going to stick with that. I would love to be wrong about this, but I'm not sure. Uh, sure about more optimistic. He's got the Cowboys winning 31-24. I'm loving that idea. I just don't, Just I, I don't know. Just it makes me scared to pick that. So I'm going to Indianapolis. Other teams that are confusing. Let's talk about Tampa Bay going to Baltimore. As we've talked about, Lamar Jackson is going to be your quarterback in Baltimore. Joe Flacco is going to be QB2 dressed on the bench. This is a confusing thing. I don't like it. Um, but Tampa Bay is way more messed up than Baltimore is, and they're not nearly as healthy. Uh, I have the Ravens winning this 26-17 in a bit of an ugly game. Sherpa's got the Ravens winning, well, shocker of all shocks. He thinks that Jameis Winston and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is going to be a lot more functional than I do. He's got the Ravens winning 28-27. So an exciting game. It's just uh, very different. We'll see see who ends up being closer on that. Uh, The last couple of morning games here, we've got a few left. Detroit visiting Buffalo. A little bit of a dumpster fire game. This this Detroit team is looking rough around the edges. Buffalo, Josh Allen, he's running the ball. Things are happening. They're not totally dead in the water. They look sort of like a football team. I've got them pulling out. I I I, I don't think you really call this an upset. Neither teams are very good. But I have Buffalo winning 23-21 in a close but ugly game. <laughs> <laughs> Sherpa's got the Lions winning 24-21. Not a surprise. He hates Josh Allen with every fiber of his being, and it would kill him to pick him to win. Um, again, Matt Stafford, I'm just hoping, is still alive by the end of the season. I'm not totally convinced that'll happen, but we'll see. Uh, Arizona going to Atlanta, uh, another very confusing team in the Falcons. This was my Super Bowl pick, which looks real, real silly now. Um, Sherpa's got Atlanta winning 28-24 over Arizona. I think it's optimistic that Arizona's going to score 24 points. Uh, I have Atlanta winning 27-14. I I just, I don't see how Arizona is coming from the West Coast to the East Coast to play Atlanta at home uh, in that dome. It's just, I'd be shocked. I've been shocked before, but I just don't think this is going to be the game. Green Bay going to Chicago, going to Cold Soldier Field with that terrifying Monsters of Midway Part 2 defense Chicago has going. Mitchell Trubisky is back. He's healthy. Things are going to be all right. All of a sudden, Allen Robinson is a real receiver again. Things are going to be okay in Chicago. Uh, Sherpa's got the Bears winning. The fighting Mitchell Trubisky is 27-21 over the Aaron Rodgers Packers. I also, in a very shocking move that Sherp is not here to appreciate. I'm going to pick the Packers to lose this game. I've got Chicago winning 24-17. I just, if you remember, the this defense is what put Aaron Rodgers on the shelf. 
proverbially. He didn't actually get on a shelf, and he didn't actually miss time. But they messed that knee up way more than anyone's willing to admit. He's still not healthy, still wearing that knee brace. Going into Chicago, having to play that defense that has only gotten better and healthier since he last saw them, I don't think it's going to be great. Also, last week was great. You always pick a team to win after they, they fire their head coach. But now that us against the world mentality has probably started to dwindle a little bit, I'm worried. I'm worried for the Packers. Uh, let's take a look at the afternoon slate or the 4 o'clock games, as people on the East Coast like to call them. Seattle at San Francisco. Uh, Seattle, they're finding themselves at the right time here. This is not a team I would like to play in the playoffs. Speaking as a Cowboys fan especially, I do not want to play them in the playoffs. I have Seattle winning this 31-21 over the 49ers, and I think that might be a little generous. Uh, Sherpa's got them winning 31-17, so maybe it was a little generous. Um, Nick Mullins, I think, has a chance to do some things, but they're going to be down this whole game, so he's going to be trying to throw against a defense who, yes, it is not the Seattle defense of four or five years ago, but they're still an above-average defense, and they're not getting enough respect right now. It's okay, guys. I've taken up your cause. It's going to be fine. Just don't wear those horrific lime green jerseys. I can't do it. I can't watch. It burns my retinas. So if we could never put the Seahawks on Thursday Night Football again, whatever football gods are listening or the schedule makers, please, please give me this one thing. I don't ask for a lot. I'm not even picking the Cowboys to win. Just give me this one thing. Um, and probably one of the more interesting games of the day, New England going to Pittsburgh. This is what everybody likes to dub. Oh, it could be a potential AFC championship game. It could be a playoff matchup. Listen, Pittsburgh is on their first three-game skid in a long time. Things are not going great. They're injured. They're battered. Uh, and New England just got fully embarrassed last week in a game they had, in a game they squandered against the Dolphins, in a replay that is going to get as much airplay as a David Tyree helmet catch gets. Now, Patriots fans, I'm friends with some of you. They're a pompous bunch. So if that that miracle at the Hard Rock or whatever we're going to call it and that David Tyree helmet catch are going to get played into infamy and just keep those people crazy, I'm all for it. In the meantime, I would not want to play a Tom Brady, Bill Belichick-led team coming off an embarrassment like that, and I sure wouldn't be trying want to try to cover Rob Gronkowski after that. I don't think the Steelers can hang. Um, I think the score is more generous than this, this game's actually going to look. I have New England winning 31-24. Uh, and Sherpa is actually agreeing exactly the same score. He's got New England winning 31-24, which pretty much guarantees that it's not what's going to happen. But, hey, we'll work with it. Uh, Sunday night game this week, Philadelphia Eagles going to the Los Angeles Rams. On paper, the schedule makers are pretty hyped about this. It's been a year since Wentz blew his knee out. Jared Goff versus Carson Wentz, pick one versus pick two, back to the scene of the injury. This had everything you wanted on it, and then Carson Wentz had to go and ruin it all by getting his back hurt. So, for those Nick Nick Foles fans, or as I like to refer to him, Nick Foley and Dynamite, he and Uncle Rico are back. The team is back together. I think things are going to be all right. They're going out west. It's going to be okay. Nick Foles, familiar with the area. He's done this before. I have what Sherpa somewhere is going to be screaming out when he listens to this, and you're welcome. I've got the Eagles winning this 34-31. Probably the only person in the world picking them to win. Sherpa's got the Rams winning 35-21, so we see this incredibly differently, which is fine. I've always been an apologist for Nick Foles, and I'm not ashamed about it. I'm going to own it. It is what it is. I think that the Eagles, despite putting Corey Clement on IR, I think they've got two phenomenal tight ends. I think Nick Foles has probably more rapport with a guy like Golden Tate than you might think he's going to. 
I still think Nelson Aguilar is going to drop a ton of footballs because that's just what he does. But Alshon Jeffrey and Golden Tate are going to be there. Dackers is going to be there. Dallas Goddard's going to be there. You're going to be just fine. Darren Sproles coming out the backfield looking like he's got a million weeks of rest because he hasn't played any football this season. He's got the freshest legs in the league. Josh Adams, and you've got Darren Sproles as a one-two punch. I think it's doable. We've seen Jared Goff is immortal. This this Rams team can, in fact, lose football games. Do I think they're going to do a lot of it? Probably not, but I think they're going to again this week. I think the Eagles are going to stick around. The Cowboys are going to lose. My life is going to get real weird as a Cowboys fan. And rounding out our week on Monday night, New Orleans at Carolina. I've got Drew Brees winning this uh, pretty handily, 31-24. Sherpa's pretty much in agreement. He's got the Saints winning 34-24. This Carolina team has a lot of holes. The Saints team is going to be okay. They're a little banged up, but it's still Drew Brees. It's still prime time, and I think they need this just to make things a little easier for them in the division. So, as you can see, we've got a few differences, but I think we've got some strong picks there. So we'll see who ended up coming out on top. But as far as DFS picks, I've got a couple for you as far as values for the week. You've got some good ones. Josh Allen, I've sung his praises throughout the show. Sherpa's not here to stifle me. Uh, He's a great value pick this week. Nick Mullins as well. Tom Brady, the values come down. Just go with it. It's going to work. Nick Foles in Philadelphia, obviously, I, I think he's going to have a monster game. The rest of the world maybe not be on board, but I think if you put him in your lineup, you're going to thank me later. Andrew Luck as well. At running back, Joe Mixon and Jalen Samuels. At wide receiver, Zay Jones. Again, it goes hand-in-hand hand with this Josh Allen thing. Dante Pettis is going to have a monster game. T.Y. Hilton, despite being a little banged up, still going to be getting points. Jordy Nelson, Tyler Boyd, and Allen Robinson. Like I said, his value goes up tremendously now that Mitchell Trubisky is under center. Uh, Chase Daniel, we loved you while you're here, but Allen Robinson is Trubisky's guy, so I would see his value go back up. At tight end, Anthony Fiskers in Tennessee. He's going to see a lot of action. They play a lot of heavy tight end sets, so I would go there is my first choice, Vance McDonald and Cameron Brait. And then at defense, the Cincinnati Bengals. Not a hugely high-scoring game, and uh, the, the Raiders are prone to making a few mistakes. So I think they'll capitalize on that, despite it maybe not being the prettiest game in the world. So we've all made it. We have gotten through this week. We will be back next week. Of course, you can find us all week long, all over social media. You can find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THNinches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. So if you have questions about your lineup, obviously it's playoff time. It is do or die. You want to heckle us about picks? Just tell me how great you think Nick Foles is. Whatever works, I'm here for you. Sherpa's here for you. We'll be back next week, Blog Talk Radio and server willing, at our normal time on Wednesday night at 9. We'll be here for the full hour, giving you all the recap from the week, giving you your news and notes, helping you win your fantasy championship, and, of course, your daily fantasy picks, game picks, who to start, who to sit, all that good stuff. So thank you so much for listening, guys, this week and bearing with me. Uh, Sherpa is here in spirit. Obviously, his picks, eh, we could take a leaf. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you see, uh, we've got some uh, some disagreements, so we'll see how the week plays out. But we'll be back next week at full strength. Thank you so much for listening, and good luck this week in your playoffs, unless, of course, you're playing me.